0: Intuitive eating for the culture, because we love vegetables, just not unseasoned. Hey guys, it's your host, Christina Johnson, a registered dietitian based in Dallas, Texas. An intuitive eater, a girl who loves coffee and avocados, and your inside source on intuitive eating. Hey y'all, so we're back for season two. I took a little bit of a break, refreshed my brain, spent a little bit of time outside, read some books, read some research. So I'm really excited to share some new things with you guys, as well as get into more of the nuance of why I started this podcast in the first place. So with that being said, let's dive into season two. So when I thought about how I wanted to teach gentle nutrition, I deliberated for a long time. And by a long time, I mean like several weeks, probably months, really, let's not lie. But It was because I didn't want it to be another set of rules that you adopted that would send you right back into diet culture. And so I gave myself some time and some space to just really think about how I wanted to present this information so that you could use it in your everyday life, because that's the whole point of this podcast, but also so that it could serve as a safe space to learn about nutrition. Because most nutrition advice is um it's incredibly steeped in diet culture it comes from this really um fear-mongering perspective of you should eat but not too much because if you eat too much you're a bad person and you're going to get fat and everything in your life is just going to go to to the crapper and i just i don't know i think that's not uh i don't think that's a good way to teach anybody much of anything except maybe how to avoid jail Um, or any criminal activity, really, for that matter. But other than that, I don't think that it's appropriate to teach people um, to take care of their body from a fear-mongering perspective, mostly because we don't do well by learning from shame except to learn how to manage shame and to mitigate life through a shame lens as opposed to learning from a space of openness, of acceptance, of uh, love and appreciation. And so that is my intention here is to create a space that's full of love and care and is safe so that you can learn about these nutrition topics and whatever other topic I decide to present. Um, but still feel as though it's applicable to your own life and not coming from this lens of you need to maintain a certain whatever in order to be deemed acceptable because that's just not true. So with that, I think we should dive in to gentle nutrition, the 10th and final principle of intuitive eating. So I've probably recorded this several times because I want to get it just right. And I know that's my perfectionism talking. But really, I want to make sure that I'm not creating a space for you to undo all the work that you've done. Because this intuitive eating journey that you're on, I'm assuming you're on one, is a lot of work. There's a lot of time put into it, a lot of emotional energy, physical energy. And I want to make sure that as we have this conversation that it's falling on open ears, but also that it is received in a space that doesn't allow for new rules to be formed or old rules to come back. And so I want to be really gentle with the conversation, but also um, informative at the same time, but not overly informative, because I find that we have plenty of information out about nutrition, and it's um, overwhelming at times in that there's studies put out practically every day about some of nutrition, carbs, fat, protein, whatever, and we are over-informed as a society and as a culture so i just want to make sure to not add to the over information but still provide just enough information which can be sometimes tricky so with that i just want to start with carbs i think because that's my favorite honestly protein is my favorite but whatever um Carbs are fine. They're great. We need them. They are good for our brain. They provide it with energy because without glucose, your brain doesn't get enough energy. And you can use other forces sources of energy, but you don't really want to. It makes you pretty cranky. Um, so when I think of carbs, obviously there are fruits and vegetables who fall in the carb category, but what I'm really talking about is going to be your grains. So pasta, rice, oatmeal, things like that. You need them multiple times a day. Um, my understanding is that Uh, the average human brain needs about eight slices of bread a day. That's an equivalency. You don't have to eat eight slices of bread if that doesn't sound good to you. Um, But if you think about that, like I think that sometimes helps people visualize exactly how much energy your brain needs just to do the daily functioning. So um, oftentimes, you know, with our carbs, I recommend getting them at every meal and every snack just because that's the easiest way to make sure that you're getting Enough to fuel both your brain and any sort of activity that you have going on, whether it's regular, um, you know, walking around your apartment or your house or whatever, or if you need additional because you are um, an endurance athlete. Also, when I'm thinking about this category, I'm really thinking about fiber because we do need fiber. It's good for our gut health, and it's also what helps us go to the bathroom on a regular basis. And without getting into the nitty-gritty details of the bathroom, although that could be a podcast episode itself, um, I probably will do that in the future. Um, It's important that we get fiber to help uh, evacuate our bowels, if you will. Not getting enough fiber is not going to bulk your stool up enough to get it to pass through, and so you do need fiber. And the easiest way to get that is going to be whole grains, but they don't have to be boring whole grains. I have no issues telling people that I'm not the biggest fan of whole grain bread because most whole grain bread tastes like cardboard to me. I'd rather get my whole grains from like whole grains, (laughs) whole grains from um, oatmeal or brown rice or some other source that's not um, whole grain bread just because it's not very interesting to me. Next, I want to talk about fat fat is necessary. We need it for brain health. We also need it for cellular health and that our cells do have a bilipid layer. I feel like a real dietitian saying that, um, but you do in fact need. Fat is also part of our satiation factor. That's what's going to keep us full for a little while longer. Uh, if you're thinking like in the process of food combination, just having a carb alone, yes, you can fill up, but you're not going to stay full for very long. And so fat helps slow down that digestion so that you stay full longer. Also, it just tastes good. I mean, let's just be real here, right? Like butter tastes good. Avocado tastes good, unless it doesn't taste good to you. Um, you know, like having a, a dry hamburger is not a good experience or having a dry pork steak. Do other people have pork steaks? I don't know. Do I sound real senseless when I say that? um anyway uh having like a dry piece of meat is not a very good experience so having fat there does help with the tenderization process and it also just helps keep the meat moisturized that sounds weird um i know it's really important to have fat in your diet and that's something that i again recommended every meal and there's also vitamins and mineral well vitamins that we can only get If we have fat available at the same time, those are fat-soluble vitamins. And those are the things that when we have a deficiency in them, it's a lot more noticeable because it takes a lot longer to become deficient in them because we do store them in our fat cells. And so not getting enough fat is going to prevent us from storing those vitamins. And if you're curious, that's A, D, E, and K. And those are things that are involved in eyesight and and hair growth and bone density and high blood, blood pressure maintenance and things like that. So you need your fat or a meal. Have fun with it. Protein. It's my favorite macronutrient. I just think it's really fun. I think the structures look really cool. <laughs> that's me being a nerd. I'm fine with it. But it's also the thing that keeps us satisfied. Um, that's what's going to take a meal from, oh, that was really good, to, oh, I'm satisfied. And we need, all humans need protein. We need it to build muscle. It's also involved in every cell in our body. So... That's something that we, and I say we as in, like, if you're stateside, um, we have this impression, and I don't know where it came from, that we don't get enough protein, when in fact, the typical American diet is more than sufficient in protein. And so it's not really something I'm overly concerned about unless I have someone who is restricting or, or is um, following a particular eating pattern while not paying attention to their protein intake. Then you might run into some issues of protein deficiency, but more often than not, most people get plenty of protein, so I'm not typically worried about it. My um, two cents on that particular topic usually is the variety of it, so um, not just animal sources but also plant sources, and if you have the bandwidth to be concerned about the ethical sourcing of it, then that's something you can pay attention to. Otherwise, I'm like, hey, you know, as long as you're getting your protein in, I'm pretty okay, and again, sort of making sure that it's varied in that some days it could be animal or some time in the, the day it could be animal sources, but then also being mindful of getting in more plant-based sources, not because I feel like everyone should be plant-based, but because those things have functional benefits in that um, soy has functional benefits, beans have functional benefits. They're not just like a source of protein. They also provide fiber and other things. Um, so sort of uh, leaning into that and knowing like, oh, I can, you know have a completely different eating experience by shifting um, my source of protein or by shifting the focal point of that meal. And I'm going to lump this category together just because I, in my head, they're together. So the fruit and vegetable category, again, fruits and vegetables can be carbs and most fruits are carbs. Um, But I want to focus on them because they do provide us with vitamins and minerals that are essential and they're not things that we can make in our body, thus making them essential. And they, I want to make sure that um, this is where that nuance really comes in. And I hope this comes across. Yes, I want you to eat your fruits and vegetables and, and I want you to eat them because you want to, not because I want you to, or some, you know, marketing campaign, that five-a-day campaign wants you to, but because it genuinely feels good to you. And I want you to choose fruits and vegetables that genuinely sound satisfying and interesting to you. I have absolutely no qualms with telling you I don't like watermelon, never have, never will. So for me, it's not intuitive to eat watermelon because I don't like it. But it's completely intuitive for me to eat pineapple because I love pineapple or mango or whatever else, fruit, whatever other fruit. And it's there are days where I don't have fruit or vegetables, and that's fine you know within a day or two my body's like hey girl what you doing let's have something let's have a fruit or a vegetable and then I honor it and then we move on and so I want to make sure that as you are sitting down to sort of decide what goes on your plate it comes from this space of what sounds good what what do I think my body's asking for what is going to be the most convenient in that moment and what um, yeah what's going to be the most convenient in that moment because sometimes what sounds really good isn't always convenient whether it is it's not financially convenient it's not time convenient or it's not location convenient and it's important to honor those that too as well as when you're when you're deciding what goes on your plate and knowing that fruits and vegetables or shoot whatever the heck you want to put on your plate doesn't have to be this time consuming monumental part of your day it could just be you know a 10 or 15 minute process literally from the time that you pull the items out to the time they make it to your plate and you're sitting down and I say this because that's essentially how I come up with a lot of my meals, whether it's me packing my lunch to go to work the next day, or it's me coming home and sitting down and having a meal. I just don't have the bandwidth to spend an hour prepping a meal. That's just not how I want to use my time. And so I have more convenient things, and I have the privilege of being able to afford them, but also there's cheap, cheaper versions, and I'm more than, more than willing and happy to use them to help me get in the things that I value. Again, fiber, getting in fruits and vegetables when it sounds really good um, and when it feels good, but also having fun with it and trying new things. I Currently, my, my jam is having steamable rice. Yes, I could steam my own rice, but again, I don't have the bandwidth for it. And even if I did, that's not how I want to use it. And so it's like taking literally a bag out of the freezer and putting it in my microwave for five minutes and being like, oh, there's my rice. And then I like put stuff on top of it and literally before I sat down to record this episode, that's what I did. I pulled it back out of the freezer. It was quinoa and put it in my microwave for I think three minutes and then I heated up one thing in the skillet. I put some green leafy things in a bowl and tossed some salad dressing on it and called it a meal. It was delicious and it was also, oh, start to finish, I'd say that meal was complete in less than 10 minutes. But it was satisfying it was something leafy green because i wanted veggies and i just wanted something kind of cold even though it's really cold here in dallas right now um cold for dallas but i also wanted something that was kind of warm and hearty and that uh, veggie sausages i put in it was spicy and i was like yes yeah, spicy um but that was really all the thought process that went into it it was what's quick what's going to sound good what's going to taste good and what's going to be satisfying because i know i have some other things this afternoon And I don't want to be overly hungry as I'm sort of tackling those things. So I hope that this was in some way, shape, or form helpful. But then also I hope that it gave you some space to be curious about this. Because again, I don't want to create a space where you can either pick up old rules or gain new ones. And instead, you can just approach this with curiosity of like, what sounds good? If I want carbs, what carbs sounds good? What's going to feel good? Am I, if I'm not going to the bathroom... On a regular basis and it's not comfortable, what can I do to help that without creating a rule? Is it, oh, I maybe I need to drink a little bit more water? Is it, oh, maybe going for a short walk might help? Or maybe I realize I haven't had any fruits or vegetables or leafy greens in the last week. Maybe that might help. Um, but again, it's not punishing yourself. It's saying, oh, you know what? I think that's what my body's asking for. I'm going to try that out and see what result I get. And then there you go. That's you being curious and curious and respectful and compassionate because, again, this comes from a place of body respect of I care about my body and I want to honor it even if I don't love it because I don't expect you to love your body every single day. I know I don't love mine every day, even though I offer respect and compassion every day and I try to fuel it to the best of my abilities given my energy levels. Um, So I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling and I'm going to leave this in because this season I'm going to be a little less like super edity. But yeah, that's all I have for this episode today. I hope that this was helpful or educational or you just got to laugh along with me because I don't know. But if this in any way, shape, or form helped you, feel free to let me know how. And if you want to find me on the internet, so you know where to find me. I'm on Instagram at Encouraging Dietitian or on Twitter at Encouraging ID. And thank you for listening. And I believe in you. I trust you. And you can do hard things.